From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, March 29th. I'm Sarah Wright. On April 1st of last year, four Ukiah police officers beat a naked, mentally ill man on South State Street, inflicting 54 punches, four knee strikes, and a kick to the head. Officers emptied an entire can of pepper spray in Gerardo Magdaleno's face and deployed their tasers four times. The incident was captured on multiple bystander videos. It was also recorded by a body camera worn by one officer and a dash camera in another officer's car. Earlier this month, the city announced that an independent investigation had concluded that there is no sustained finding that Ukiah PD actions violated the department's use of force policy. Now the case has been settled for $211,000 plus attorney's fees of approximately $92,500, according to Magdaleno's attorney, Isaac Schweiger. The case is now dismissed, and Schweiger added that the city has not indicated it will change any of its practices or policies. But new police chief Noble Weidelick says there have already been changes to the department's ability to respond to mental health crises, and he's planning further trainings to better prepare officers for encounters with mentally ill people. The city and county share a mobile crisis team that currently has two crisis workers and is available seven days a week. As of mid-February, the team had responded to 14 calls within city limits. An internationally recognized criminologist specializing in autism in the criminal justice system is offering a seminar for first responders next month. That's through the Redwood Coast Regional Center, best known locally for providing services to families and schools for children on the autism spectrum. But in the days after the beating, the police department lost credibility with some members of the community. Justin Wyatt, the chief at the time, posted a brief Facebook video and did not grant interviews about the matter. A police department press release characterized the taser deployments and multiple bursts of pepper spray as hands-off measures, stating that they were ineffective and that the officers then attempted to gain compliance by delivering numerous distraction strikes to the suspect's head. One man, who marched in support of Magdaleno and against police violence last year, expressed his disgust. What did you think about the press release that called the blows distraction strikes? Yeah, that was uh, pretty offensive. I mean... You can look at it and understand exactly what they're doing, and it's not a distraction strike. Do you even know what a distraction strike is? Because I, I don't. No, I have no idea. It sounds like something made up to justify police looking for an excuse to punch the man in the face. Weidlich is not at liberty to discuss the investigation into the Magdaleno case, but he insists his department is looking ahead. In an interview last week, he called for a culture shift and talked about what he's doing to get there. There were also some some sort of Orwellian language that came out after the incident with Mr. Magdaleno. And again, this was before you were the chief, where some of the strikes were referred to as distraction strikes and the tasing and the, um, the verbal commands, which were screaming and swearing, were kind of referred to as hands-off techniques and distraction strikes. And can you talk a little bit about, you know, heaven forbid it should happen again, how do you see yourself responding if something like that were to happen under your leadership? That is a, a good question, and I have to be careful because obviously that gets into talking about the uh, the investigation, which I'm forbidden from doing so. Um, but what I can say is that I think this comes back to the, the crux of, of where we need to go in law enforcement as a whole, which is you know treating people like human beings, treating people like people. Like back to the Magdaleno matter, you know, just uh, time, taking time, using some of the other resources that we're going to have. Since uh, that incident, we've partnered with Mobile Crisis. So now we have the ability to have uh, uh, mobile crisis workers respond. We're also working with the county to set up a pilot program called uh, Heads Up. And basically what the plan there would be is that 
as our officers become better prepared to identify people in mental crisis or even or even for like chronic homelessness, uh, we're going to have a referral program that we can refer that person to the county and then allow the, the experts, the people that have the better training to determine, you know, what service provider could best go out and engage that person. And what are your thoughts on like a public safety oversight committee? Do you see yourself interacting with a, a group like that? That doesn't necessarily scare me. I would say, well, let's let's review models for small agencies and, and how those work. Because along the lines of our like equity diversity committee, if we can demonstrate to those people the work that we're doing and the value in it, that only goes to my aid in terms of credibility in the community. Weidelich said he's working on gathering letters from community groups and the city manager to implement a training called Active Bystandership for Law Enforcement, or ABLE, which is designed to teach officers to intervene when they see a peer or even a superior engaged in misconduct. He's also introduced a voluntary special considerations form, which therapists or loved ones can submit to the department on behalf of someone with a behavioral health diagnosis. He hopes this will give officers a heads up when they're dispatched to a situation involving a mental health crisis. They could outline the person's information and then whatever things we should be concerned about, whether that's wandering or maybe hostility towards law enforcement. And then we're going to retain these and then and track those with the address of the person. So, you know, if we went to 123 Main Street and John Doe was there, it would trigger in dispatch an alert to this form and then potentially just giving the officer a little more information about what they might be dealing with. Like law enforcement departments nationwide, Ukiah struggles with recruitment and retention. About half the force has been hired since 2018. Still, there are legacy problems. Kevin Murray, a former officer charged with multiple sex crimes, is set to go on trial in mid-May. In the meantime, Weidelich hopes his efforts will keep violence off the force, rebuild community trust, and save the city from further hefty payouts. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, photos, and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.